Hello everyone, uh, welcome to the ILN Talk Show, a free space to discuss different developments in Muslim-majority countries and beyond. This is our 13th episode and we're very happy to have Ms. Amel Azuz with us. Ms. Amel, welcome. Thank you very much, Tasneem, and thank you for having me again with you in ILN. Of course, uh, Ms. Amal Azul is actually a very good friend of the network. Uh, she was part of uh, ILN uh, in two conferences, international conferences, and she also uh, participated in, in several workshops uh, with, the, with the network. Uh, she's actually a PhD researcher uh, in political economy, and she's a teacher of the English language and literature in the Tunisian University. She was also the Secretary of State in charge of international cooperation um, in Mr. Habib Asid uh, coalition government and also was a deputy at the Tunisian National Constituent Assembly. Um, so today we're going to be talking about Tunisia and democracy in Tunisia. And before we start, I just wanted to remind everyone that um, the time that the citizens of the world in general um, have heard about Tunisia was when the Tunisian National Quartet won the Nobel Peace Prize in 2015 for, I quote, its decisive contribution to the building of a pluralistic democracy in Tunisia in the wake of the Jasmine Revolution of 2011. So um, prior to the presidential measures of July 25th, 2021, when the parliament was frozen by a presidential decree, um, Tunisia has emerged um, as the only positive example in the Arab Spring process. What was different about Tunisia before the 25th of July 2021? Okay, uh, thank you again. Bismillah uh, rahman rahim I think um, the moments of those moments, those rare moments of history, um, sometimes you cannot really explain them in a very rational way. But um, if you'd like to rationalize uh, uh, that moment, and we can rationalize it, we we can see that um, lots of factors and elements contributed to uh, uh, setting up, if you want, that um, that moment, that historical moment, very important historical moment, um, uh, social and economic, especially, and political as well. Let me start with the political because that that's quite. Um, I think that that's quite similar to uh, many Arab and Muslim countries all over the world, and even developing countries all over the world, which is the lack of freedom and democracy, freedom, uh, uh, either individual freedom or collective freedom, political freedom, different kinds of freedom. So freedom of speech, of expression of uh, uh, belief, freedom of um, to manifest, etc. So uh, I think that was very important. Uh, however, I do believe with uh, Mohammed Bazizi um, burning himself and immolating himself on that day because of uh, his socioeconomic and, uh, situation is very, very telling. So that was just the, uh, the drop which really turned, which was a turning point, which turned everything upside down. Um, young people suffered of uh, unemployment, I mean, very high rate of unemployment, marginalization, uh, let's say uh, uh, regional, what we call in Tunisia, regional marginalization, which are, we, these are hinterlands, which have always been excluded all over the history, the modern history of Tunisia, and that's mm -hmm. especially the southern part and the western part, uh, not the coastal part, of course, which were 
for for decades and decades marginalized economically and socially marginalized in addition of course to the unemployment of uh, what you call the uh, um, uh, um, qualified uh, uh, students or young people with diplomas, with the university diplomas, yeah. uh, that was very, very important. These young people um, had their way to Facebook, to the social uh, networks and expressed themselves. Uh, and that helped very, very much. So there was all of this, all of this, all of these uh, elements together, which uh, contributed to that uh, uh, particular moment. But that I was guess that common. This was Yes. Yeah, 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 that was that was like the first part of the question. So that was common between all the countries that, you know, witnessed uh, what we call the Arab Spring. But then only Tunisia succeeded for 10 years or so. So what was different, um, you know, with Tunisia compared to the other um, Arab Spring countries? And then we will get to, you know, uh, what happened in the 25th of July, 2021. Okay, let me let me put it right. The name uh, successful and the question of success is very relative here. Of course. So, yeah. of course, if you if you compare what happened in Tunisia after 2012, for example, comparing to other to countries of the Arab Spring, and I do call it Arab Spring because I, I do believe that something positive did happen in the Arab and Muslim world. So um, success is relative because yes, in Tunisia, we did not have um, such a bloody uh, conflicts like what we saw in Syria or in Egypt or in Yemen or elsewhere. Yeah. But we still, uh, uh, we still had problems. Um, which is, I think, very, very um, quite uh, normal. If you look, if you look at the um, uh, at the human experiences and the experience of uh, revolutions, or even let's say democratic transitions all over the world, either in Latin America or in Central Asia, or especially in Latin America and and Eastern Europe, Central Asia maybe is is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. uh, we can see that uh, in these experiences of transition, people uh, go forward and then go backward. So they keep going forward and backward until things get settled at the end. Uh, uh, in Tunisia, I think the factors or elements which could be contributed to having this relative success, uh, first of all, uh, uh, the Tunisian society itself um, is quite homogeneous. We do not have lots of ethnic disparities or religious disparities. Uh, we had also, although things um, appear to be, or we appear to be wrong, uh, the army uh, didn't have any political role, uh, any role in the politi political neutral, life. Yes, yeah. yeah, let's say a neutral army, let's say a neutral army. Compared uh, to the Egyptian army and the Syrian yeah, army. So of course, like, of course, yes. Yeah. Comparing to the role, uh, uh, the army plays in the other Arab world, in the Arab Arab countries in in Tunisia. It has always been that. That's that's another question we can talk ab about mm -hmm. it. Why the Tunisian army has always been uh, uh, so neutral? Uh, 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 another is the uh, uh, let's say the, the political actors themselves. Okay, before the revolution, let's say two thousand five something. Yeah, for two or three years, uh, the political class or the political elite, either uh, leftist or uh, Islamist or nationalists or uh, liber liberals, they they tried to come up together in a kind of um, uh, agreement. Um, let's say um, 
uh, intellectual agreement on uh, uh, on um, important matters, intellectual matters such as the freedoms, different free human freedoms, uh, freedom of speech, uh, uh, individual freedoms, the question of the re relationship between religion and the state or, or mm -hmm. politics, and the uh, uh, the equality between uh, men and women. Um, so they agreed on many questions, which afterwards they have uh, facilitated things in. Uh, in uh, the uh, uh, drafting of the social contract, which is the constitution. Uh -huh. So uh, uh, another, which is another, to be frank with you, um, another as a uh, as a major political actor in uh, in Tunisia or in the Tunisian political scene was a little bit different. I, 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 I mean what I say, I mean, the way they looked at democracy, the way they conceive of democracy and the inclusion of the different parts uh, uh, within the democratic game was different. They had made lots of, uh, 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 let's say, readings and interpretation, new interpretation of uh, uh, democracy, of uh, the human freedoms, the human uh, rights, etc., the role of religion. Uh, the relationship between religion and politics, etc. So they had even before the even before the revolution, mm -hmm. they have going through this kind of uh, reviewing or revision of their uh, of their uh, thoughts long before mm -hmm. the revolution. So uh, this, I guess, uh, uh, helped a lot. All of these factors helped a lot in. Uh, Stabilizing the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In uh, pushing forward to some extent the processes of process of transition of political and uh, democratic transition. Okay, so um, these are these are according to you. You know some of the factors that led to Tunisia being different, somehow more stable than the rest of the um, of the Arab countries who witnessed um, you know uh, uprisings or revolutions. There is, there is, now, there is one. There is one very important. Yes. Got it, Tasneem. Uh -huh. To be frank and to be clear, let's be let's be let's be clear. Tunisia is not no, Egypt. To be honest, of course. Tunisia is not Egypt, and Tunisia is not Syria, and Tunisia is not Yemen. So, in, uh, uh, in the, this, there are no strategic stakes. Okay, if you geopolitically you speak speaking, you mean geopolitically speaking, mean the the the, the um, uh, let's say ge um, geopolitics uh, position uh -huh. of Tunisia. It's okay. not that of Egypt or that of Syria. Yeah. yeah yani, strategically speaking, uh, the stakes are different, are, are, are so different, are very, very different. So there are no real uh, important uh, geopolitical and strategic states um, uh, regarding Tunisia. Of course, if you compare it again to those yeah. other uh, countries of the Arab Spring. Okay, okay. All right, so now we're like in 2021, things are more or less stable, but then, you know, Kais Saeed, um, you know, became president. And who is this guy? He has never belonged to any political party. Um, does he even believe in the, the importance of, you know, political parties or the importance of strengthening democracy? Because uh, as far as we know, like uh, the world knows of him as, you know, a, a university professor, someone who ran against, um, you know, a corrupt businessman. That's why people wanted him, someone who is out of the picture. He's not a politician and people wanted a new face. Um, so what happened after that? Uh, you're right, Tasneem. Uh, but let's not forget that Mr. Saeed has always, um, yes, he has never been in a political party, but he has always had his own uh, political ideas. 
This is mm-hmm. something people forget. He and he expressed these ideas uh, long before he um, he presented his uh, candidature. Um, so uh, he does not believe in a representative democracy, and he has always said that. He said it, but people did not pay attention to that. They were busy uh, wanting him to, to win against the other corrupt businessman. Is that what happened? That, that was another. No, uh, in the first round, uh, no, that was not the idea. That was in the second round, because you remember in the first round, there were many other candidates, such as Mr. Muru, for example, yeah. or many others. And he um, was ahead of them anyway. Sorry? Even in the first round, Qaisaid was ahead of everyone else. Yeah, yeah, um, but still, but still people had other choices. They had choices in front of them. In the second round, they had no other choice but uh, uh, choosing him, especially, you know, that he was um, uh, competing with Mr. Qarwi and Mr. Nabil Qarwi, and everybody knows Mr. Qarwi was involved in corruption, uh, in corruption um, uh, matters, and uh, uh, so people wanted someone really not involved in corruption. And Mr. Saeed presented or represented that profile of a man who, has, who is not uh, corrupt and who is apolitical between inverted camps. This is the, uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, impression or the uh, perception, because in politics, you know, perception matters a lot. And the perception people had of Mr. Saeed is that He's not. Uh, uh, he's not. He doesn't doesn't belong to a party. And people, at a given moment, people fe- got fed up with parties, okay, and with the performance of parties. And he gave the idea of uh, being um, uh, uh, clean, uh, if you want, a clean personality. And people at that given moment of um, of history of of the of the period of this uh, recent period, they had uh, they got fed up of. Um, let's say rumors and um, maybe rumors, maybe also um, real stories of people, of politicians getting uh, involved in uh, in uh, corruption. Scandals and stuff, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, so uh, he he was sort of salvation for people, okay? okay. So especially, yes, yes uh, mm-hmm. especially that he, uh, uh, he ran um, against uh, Mr. Qarwi, as I told you, and Mr. Qarwi was very much. Um, he used he used uh, media to 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 clean um, to clean himself and to clean yeah, his details. Yeah, he had he his has, own channel. Yeah, yes, and he has very um, um, dubious, very dubious. Uh, uh, let's say, um, how can I say, relationships and networks even outside Tunisia. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Skyside became president, things were settled down for, for some time, then COVID hit, and things were not really looking good, especially in the parliament. A lot of, you know, um, quarrels literally taking place in the parliament. People were not happy. Um, just t- tell us a little bit about that period of time, because that was yes. when, you know, the tensions uh, were escalating. I think, I think, uh, me as a politician, um of course, I was not satisfied and I was looking with, um, I was afraid to be frank with you, especially at the end, especially uh, from uh, 2019 upwards, uh, things were getting worse and worse. Before that, I think the transition was going uh, uh, in a very um, uh, normal, between inverted commas, uh, process, uh, getting w- with, with positive things, with positive achievements and milestones, and with also with uh, um, uh, with shortages, uh, like every other experience in the world, as I told you, yeah. 
Uh, however, from 2019, because of uh, يعني the, uh, the elections of 2019 uh, fragmented the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the parliament, and this is, you know, Tasneem, this is due to the, uh, to, the, to the electoral law itself, which doesn't give any political party majority and clear majority in the parliament. Yes, the parliament was, they used the same electoral law which has been used to elect or to um, to vote for the assembly, national assembly, which was different. Yeah. So let, let me ask you about that because you were part of uh, those who drafted the constitution. What, what were you thinking, you and your colleagues, before when you when you drafted that law, not allowing the majority a majority to win? Were you just you know probably afraid of what happened in the Ben Ali regime? No, the electoral law itself was first chosen to have a, a very, very, very representative assembly so that the constitution, that was in 2011, so yes. that the constitution represented and reflected every single, let's say, the spectrum, the political spectrum in the country. However, uh, the balances, the political balances afterwards uh, dictated uh, or made that the same law was kept. Or should be kept, okay? So that because you know the political actors wouldn't like, for example, in Nahda uh, to be uh, if we if they reform the uh, electoral law, this would give the opportunity for one or two big parties to to to, to be um, majoritarian. And what is the the party which was much more um, uh, which had the opportunity to be really majoritarian because it is organized and that was another So. The other players, the other actors, political actors, were afraid that the Nahda would be again uh, dominating uh, uh, the political scene and especially, especially the uh, the, uh, the the parliament. So they kept it the way it is. So that's why we uh, have coalition governments all the time. Yes. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. why we usually have this coalition government, and that's why also things got worse after the elections of 2019. Uh, and that's why also we saw uh, um, a representative of the, of the old regime uh, uh, coming back again to the political scene. And they played a very, very nasty role in uh, sullying uh, uh, the, the image of uh, the center of democracy, which is, uh, uh, which is the parliament. So sullying and, uh, let's say, uh, uh, destroying this image and showing it to people as the origin of all the evils that yeah. was uh, that was one of the um, one of the uh, if you want the uh, the stakes on which uh, um, the representative of the old regime uh, sort of a uh, sort of fascist I, I i dare call it a fascist party um they really no, uh, to our viewers were not who are not tunisians uh, what happened so we had like daily uh, quarrels literally in the parliament uh, yeah. laws were not being passed nothing was actually happened no, no work has been done only like you know uh, tension yes. um, and yes. that's why um, f what happened with Qaisaid later when he yes. introduced his measures yes. to, to freeze the parliament yes. he appeared as a savior and, and people yes. liked it because they thought that you know the parliament needs to be shut, yes. um, forgetting that the yes. parliament is a is a democratic and a, a democratic Absolutely. institution that needs to be Absolutely. there all the time, regardless of people who are there. So, Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so, Absolutely. so let's just they, now talk about they the, the measures. No, no, I, I, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I can tell your uh, your audience that um, uh, Tunisian people uh, uh, um, see or continue to see people sleeping, bringing their, uh, I don't know, uh, their things and sleeping within uh, the assembly, people uh, wearing helmets, people, I don't know, uh, shouting all the time, people fighting all the time. Uh, uh, we saw uh, the the president of the parliament being, uh, how can I say, insulted uh, time and again all the time. So there and was, it was a as well. Did not take action. Yes, uh, uh, but but at the same time, what people didn't see at the scene is that there were commissions uh, trying to work. There, there were really uh, uh, deputies who were really uh, uh, unhappy and unsatisfied of what's go what was going on. And they tried to continue playing the, the role they were elected for and where they were chosen for. Don't forget, in addition to that, because of that uh, situation, a very, very bad situation uh, in the parliament, also governments were reshuffled time and again, time and again. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they keep they keep players, I mean, or uh, parties um, within the parliament who have the majority, they keep uh, 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 changing and reshuffling governments in a, in a, in a way that would... Um, that would never let, for example, uh, reforms um, to take root, never. Or any, okay. no program was able to take root or to, yes. to, yes. Uh, to, to be realized and achieved in such a, mm -hmm. in such a uh, situation. Okay, so uh, uh, July 25th, 2021, Qais Saeed made a speech and he froze. Uh, I'm sorry, Tasneem, don't forget that uh, Mr. Saeed, uh, he had the ability by law to put an end to violence taking place in the in the parliament uh, i mean he was the chief of the uh, forces of the presidential forces which yes. were responsible also of uh, um, of the order within the parliament and he could have he could have and he should have uh, put an end by law to what was going on but it was he 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 wanted to people or he wanted the parliament to have this 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 um this uh, picture or this uh, image within the consciousness of people so that people continue uh, refusing anything which has relation to democracy anything which democracy brought was in the imagination of people something negative okay. so he basically wanted to appear the savior and he had that and people yeah. were celebrating on that day um and then um you know he promised you know to uh, to fight corruption and then a referendum took place one year later uh, 25th of July 2022 last summer um and it was actually approved like the a new constitution is 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 being drafted and it's it's all about centralizing the presidential ex executive control um while removing checks from uh, the legislative and judicial branches any comments of the on the circumstances of the referendum and uh, what happened during that period uh, of time? Simply, uh, Mr. Syed uh, came out and uh, told people, uh, "Look, uh, these uh, deputies and these politicians and uh, these representatives of what they call democracy are all corrupt, and uh, these are all people who are who are." Uh, Failures. They are. They. 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 They are unable to do anything to this country. He has the tendency are... to curse everyone all the time. Sorry. He's known for that. He's known for always, like in his speeches, he's always blaming others, literally cursing others. 
And that's yes. the whole speech, right? Yes. Cursing, cursing these actors uh, for what, what happened in the country and for their inability to change and to bring prosperity to the country, etc., etc., and for being robbers and uh, for being thieves and for being corrupt, all of them, huh? all of them. Uh, so, of course, the answer to uh, to such a gloomy, to such a uh, a, a negative uh, um, image is uh, taking power altogether, what you call the power grab. There was a power grab. So, in the name of people, in the name of people, I am allowed now because people at a given moment in 2019, they they chose me with a, uh, a, a relative majority. majority. Yes. So uh, at the name of people, I am allowed and he has a certain interpretation, a wrong interpretation of Article 80, which allowed uh, exceptional, um, uh, exceptional um, uh, rule or exceptional, yeah, exceptional rule. So uh, at the name of exceptional rule, he had this power grab. And from that moment on, from that moment on, he and he himself uh, um, uh, is allowed to choose everything. He is the legislator, and he is the executor, and he is the judge. So the judicial power, judiciary power, the legislative power, the executive power, he is ruling by presidential decrees for, for one year and a half, no dialogue, no representation, no democracy, no um, no uh, free uh, instances, no civil society. The referendum, it was like um, yeah. a fake one. Like it was not. You don't believe in the in the accuracy first of the of all, results. First of all, the referendum. Uh, he used the state apparatus in order to uh, mobilize people because people there was a kind of uh, indifference and total indifference vis-a-vis, -vis, but he used, he made efforts, a huge efforts, uh, mobilizing state uh, apparatus for, in order to make, to, to make it succeed. He prepared the, uh, the content of the referendum himself by himself. At the beginning, he asked people uh, to, to help him, but at the end, it was him and only him who chose everything. What and then, people? Like, and then um, people who, uh, and before the coup, before the coup, yeah. No, no. Then, how did you draft the, the new constitution? Sorry. You said he asked people to help him draft the new constitution, and then he wanted yeah. to do it himself. Yes. Uh, uh, and even the question, Tasneem, even the question of the referendum, who prepared them? Who uh, was there any social dialogue? Was there any political dialogue? Was there any kind of dialogue? Uh, at the end of which, for example, we have this list of things people are uh, asked to put or to give their opinion about. There was nothing of this. He only okay. did everything and even uh, at the level of the execution of the referendum itself. Before 2019, we had the Supreme uh, Independent um, Commission for Elections which he, of course, he dissolved. He dissolved the High Commission for Judges, the High Commission for Elections, and he appointed people, he appointed, I underline this word, uh, before that they were elected in the parliament with Mr. Right. Sayed. Yeah, yes. had we had the constitutional court, this would have never happened, um, you know, yes. but that was yes. the mistake of those who came before if him. You, if you ask me, but you, you still haven't asked me yet, Who's responsible, which is a very, very big question, Tasneem, who's responsible of uh, the outcomes, of, of why we are here? 
So Mr. Said certainly he's not the only to be blamed. He is not the only to be blamed. Um, I'm, I'm certain I'm a politician and I do believe that uh, somewhere um, the political players and political actors, the political class, they failed in protecting democracy. I dare saying they failed in protecting their democracy. Uh, maybe, I don't know, if you'd like me to continue talking about the referendum or shall I start um, answering no, you this one? Now we're talking about, like, you, I, I feel that uh, you, you're saying that Tunisia is, is returning back to authoritarianism. Um, so do, do you feel that is the case? Because, um, I, I don't know, we have to, 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 to explain to our viewers that many opposition leaders have been arrested. Um, you know, s several controversial laws uh, have been decreed, like, you know, cherishing the, the, the long, I mean, sorry, uh, threatening the long cherished um, um, freedom of expression. So is Tunisia now officially back to, um, to authoritarianism? Listen, what's democracy? Uh, let's define democracy, first of all. If you understand what's democracy, you'll automatically understand wh where we are in Tunisia. So uh, uh, democracy, I personally see it as, first of all, the, uh, the rule of people by the people. It's the sovereignty of people. And the and the people choosing their by themselves their social and political contract. However, we need a social and political contract. What's uh, what's taking place in Tunisia is uh, let's start with the social and political contract chosen by one person. Mr. Said uh, drafted the social and political contract uh, for Tunisians. Nobody took play. Nobody took part in uh, drafting, which is this is the most important important the most the crucial documents to be uh, a sort of a referee yeah, it, it people is are allowing them that people are, are still supporting him people are still supporting him um so, so uh, in the name listen, of the people especially in the beginning listen, so how, listen, how, how can you explain that is he a populist some people maybe some people because uh, listen uh, the question the the situation is very complicated and complex as well uh, Mr. Said is not alone, first of all. Mr. Said, I mean, the coup, nobody is able to uh, to go in a coup or to do, to make a coup, uh, a coup d'etat just by himself. He has no party. What do you mean is that alone, no... like foreign, foreign um, you know, interve intervenance or, or like... Uh, uh, I dare not, so, not say foreign. I mean, those who have interest in, in country, in, in, in Tunisia, that democracy does not uh, deliver, that, that, that democracy does not succeed are now uh, turning those who do not believe in representative democracy those who do not believe in pluralism those who do not believe in dialogue are now uh, 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 let's say supporting mr Said. and we saw here extremists i can i can i can tell you uh, uh, leftists from the extreme left are supporting him and they are saying this uh, i mean in public publicly uh, some also uh, extreme nationalist factions also who, who unfortunately they benefited they profited from democracy but now um, and they were parts parts of the political scene and they were parts of the governments are parts of the parliament but now they are cursing democracy with mr Said, and these are the belt they constitute the belt of mr Said. mr Said has a belt okay has a among the elite a very uh, limited belt but also there are people who still believe not many of them who still believe that maybe maybe he can bring hope but these these this category of people are decreasing bit by bit so people who 
supported him in uh, 2021, July 2021, and till the end of 2021, are they? They are. They keep changing their minds, and we saw many of them uh, uh, renouncing to to his support or changing their opinion simply because they are seeing things are getting worse and worse in Tunisia. You mean, socio you mean socioeconomically things are deteriorating? Literally, at, at the level of liberties as well, socioeconomically and at the level are, of liberties. Is, is, the, no, is there? A no. So as far as liberties liberties are concerned, that's like a fact. But as far as yes. you know, socioeconomically. Well, um, let your let your audience know, Miss, uh, Miss, uh, Mr., uh, Mrs. Uh, uh, Dries, that uh, uh, Tunisians now, they are no more free uh, to express their opinion the way they used to be before. That's very important, even on, uh, on, uh, on the social uh, um, networks, on, on the media, uh, especially, and we saw people suited and uh, tried in military courses simply because they expressed their opinion vis-a-vis -vis of the coup. So this is something I guess is very important. In addition, of course, and this is here the important, if people supported Mr. Syed in July 2021, that's because they they they, they hoped for he, he will bring prosperity, which they didn't see for the, the last few years, which they think democracy was unable to bring to them, was unable to deliver socially and economically. However, now uh, one year and a half, and we we still can't see anything. Not not even that. Things are getting worse. We have never we had we have never had uh, such um, food shortages or such uh, fuel shortages. Uh, 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 the way we see nowadays in Tunisia, we have never had. I mean, the purchasing the purchasing um, ability. Of, of of citizens is getting down and down and down. Isn't, the isn't that international? Isn't that normal uh, in in the entire world because of the war in Ukraine? Because that's what people are saying. Uh, certainly, uh, Tasneem, the uh, international uh, and the external factor plays a very important role, and that's in every other in every other country. But the problem is that now, uh, with the uh, rulers, the new rulers after the coup. The, uh, the the socio-economic question is not their priority. You cannot see people, for example, um, uh, coming together, sitting together, looking for solutions. I wanted to ask you about the opposition parties. Are, are are they likely to unite and found a kind of front to oppose and confront President Qais Saeed, or are they too busy, you know, with their internal, um, you know, um, uh, divides? Like, um, do, do you see any hope in the opposition? Uh, unfortunately, at the moment, with the present situation, I can't see any any big uh, hope here. Um, yes, there is opposition. At the beginning, they tried, and maybe they believed they could do something. Mm -hmm. But as I told you, I, I will come back to the opposition. As I told you, the coup, they, they thought the coup was something. They were, Mr. Syed, maybe uh, they were able to uh, to change the balance or the the balance of power. But as I told you, Mr. Zayed is not alone. Mr. Zayed is backed, uh, is backed by lots of forces. I mean, political and uh, by security as well. Um, yes, yeah, so it, it's not as easy as that. Uh, this is something maybe the opposition are they they they, they became aware of as time goes by. Um, the problem with the opposition 
is that, this is my opinion, of course, they were unable to get together. Maybe they have the same opinion, but they are not in a front. We cannot talk of a front, Tasneem. What is a front? A front is when you are able to bring together people of different uh, uh, opinions together in one political uh, and field uh, body and entity which is able to to act and to uh, uh, to react and to this take decisions. This is what happened in, uh, before in the revolution in 2011, you know, because it happened again. Yeah, well, what, it happened before. Why doesn't it happen again? What's the difference? Uh, the difference is that uh, calculations, I mean, there are, um, unfortunately, the political class or the political uh, actors in Tunisia are unable to make a sort of auto-critique, okay? So they are unable to see who who was wrong. All of them were wrong, opposition and people in, in power, but all of them, they are kind of uh, uh, responsabilizing uh, uh, the other, okay? So now the opposition is divided between between uh, um, what you call the parties, uh, the social democratic parties and uh, the front um, of uh, uh, salvation, national salvation. Uh, although Yekasneem, uh, they have the same attitude, they are opposing the, uh, the, uh, the, the coup, uh, Mr. Said. However, they are unable to come, for example, in one and unique and united uh, action uh, in the street or in the media or, and this is, I think, very, very, that's why they were unable to uh, to so, act collectively against the coup. They so keep blaming each other. Ideology, like uh, clashing ideology, uh, and, uh, is that a uh, work together? No, I would say much more political. They keep blaming, for example, in Nahda and those who are pro-Nahda, uh, to be responsible, and they 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 keep uh, refusing to get uh, in the same front um, where another is a member. Um, so that's a problem. Another itself is unable to uh, to make its uh, critique, its auto critique. It's unable to change its its uh, its um, leaders, its uh, discourse. It's um, uh, so all of them, all of them, not only another. All of them are, but especially Nada, because Nada has always been a major political player in the scene. Mm -hmm. And Nada was asked time and again to uh, renew its to, to, to renew itself, to renew its its leadership, to renew mm -hmm. its uh, its to make to make revisions to say to people, yes, at a given moment, uh, I and others as well made mistakes, unable this class, including Nada. Up to now, they are unable to to communicate with people and to come to people with a different message, with a different discourse, with different people, different characters and personalities. So, so judging from what you're saying, there's no hope in the in the opposition or the political parties. At the given, what about at the given moment? Maybe in the future, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, right now, if, yeah, right now, as we're speaking. Maybe. Yes. But what about yes. the role of, of, of civil society in Tunisia or um, the international community? Um, are they willing to, to make things change or does the status quo just, um, you know... Let me, start, let me start with the international community. Uh, what I do believe is the international community um, uh, looks for, for its interest. Uh, I have always, I have been asked time and again when I when I traveled before the coup, 
to to the west especially and they are telling me they ask me um do westerners or does the west really want democracy to succeed in in um, in the uh, the arab uh, countries and particularly in tunisia because tunisia was the only say uh, the only um uh, between the yes. successful yes. case uh, and i used to say um if they want yes but what they want is their 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 interests what they want is a stable regime it could be a hybrid regime with um, with the procedural with uh, with a democracy with elections every time and again uh, but also with um, with uh, a president like Mr. Syed, if he is able to keep uh, stability in the country, so yeah. what's what's, uh, what's wrong with him? So uh, uh, with the international community, I think uh, what matters for them is stability. Is no more uh, illicit or illegitimate uh, um, immigration to Europe. Is uh, yeah, no that's more not happening. The immigration uh, is illegal. Immigration is yes. actually skyrocketing. Yeah. But, but that's that. That's the paradox, you know. Uh, no more terrorism. No more. If Saeed, although he is not democrat and he's authoritarian and he's uh, heading towards uh, a dictatorship, no matter. Providing he prov he 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 provides uh, stability and. Uh, but that's the question: Is he really gonna gonna provide stability for civil society? For civil society, um, I think before uh, before 2019, they were very active. We used to, I myself, I was very, very proud of Tunisia having such a solid uh, civil society. Unfortunately, after the coup, um, uh, uh, what appeared uh, what uh, is that these um, these um, the civil society organization was very much politicized. They were very, very politicized. Um, I, I can give you an example. At the beginning of the coup, let's say the first uh, three or four months, I had some statistics with 70 or among 70 uh, NGOs um, uh, defending liberties and uh, let's say uh, individual and collective liberties and freedoms. Only, only seven were against the coup. Only seven okay. were against the coup. Uh, the UGTT, uh, which is the uh, general uh, um, uh, trade unions, the most important one, which is, if you can call it also, a civil society, also before <clears throat> 2019 was very, very much implicated in uh, in politics, and he was a decision maker, I would say. He yeah. was, uh, they, they, it was a decision maker. Its leadership was, but after the coup, after the coup, he, they, they kind of uh, kept silent, and uh, from time to time, Everybody they gave was testing, was testing waters because we did not know the in, the real intentions of um, because nobody has ever thought of a presidential coup like it was new. So that's why that people did not. Be, know. That could that could have been said at the beginning in the first few months. There were people who said that they would say, "Okay, let, let's see, maybe he's bringing something different." But yeah. as time uh, passes. As, and goes by normally any any politician normally politicians miss um tasneem should have should should have a vision should be visionary yes yeah. visionary if normally. politicians including me including me if we were unable to 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 see far away further to see what is coming to see that um, the election of uh, uh mr Sayed, this man who, who knows nothing of politics who is anonymous? Who nobody knows him? Who uh, yeah. is not really something? So uh, 
so maybe this at the beginning could be justified, but now mm-hmm. it's almost one year and a half yeah. with, uh, with uh, nothing changing. You're making it difficult for me now, but my last question would be, how can you see the future of democracy, if there is any future for democracy in Tunisia? Like, do you have any vision? Listen, uh, um, um, Tasneem, I, as a politician, I, I and politicians in general, they would never give up. I would never give up. I will okay. never give up. In what sense? Especially those those who tested. Uh, I, I lived under Ben Ali's dictatorship and Bourguiba's dictatorship as well, and I have never given up. I have never given up. And uh, people have. There are people who have never given up. So let's to say. So uh, let alone. Now we we tasted democracy and liberty. Yeah. We knew what it looked like, what looks like, what it, what it tastes. So how would you like me to give up? We will never give up. I know, as I told you, that uh, the situation is difficult and things are getting harder and harder. But I think um, uh, defenders of democracy and liberties will never give up. Uh, Mm -hmm. um, I can see, I can see any, if, uh, any um, exit, you know, for what's going on, at least in the, uh, in the um, uh, short term. However, people uh, should continue working um, the way we, the way we did, the way we militated, the way we, uh, we struggled yeah. under Ali, you know. That's it. Okay, 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 great. At least a message of hope uh, towards the end of the session. I hope that our viewers benefited from this discussion, especially those who who live far away from Tunisia and are interested in what's happening because um, Tunisia has always been like, um, you know, um, um, a token of hope. Um, and now things are different. So we hope that things will return back to uh, better than they used to be. Um, thank you very much, Ms. Amel, for, for, uh, for this session. I hope that you will be my guest again in the Island Talk Show. Uh, thanks, thank everyone, who, uh, you know, who uh, took the time to, to listen to us and, and, and watch us. And see you soon next time. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you, Tessine. Bye.